Sometimes I just forget. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm Pete Phillips. And. Surprise, we're not related. What's wrong? Boo! We're not related. (laughs) (laughs) This is a show where two people scoop out the innards of a pumpkin and carve a stupid face into the pumpkin flesh. And then the light that shows the shape that we carved into it is the interesting thing that we tell you about each week. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. That was, like, so neutral. It didn't make me angry. That's uh, because I cut off the part that said, don't hide your light under a pumpkin. <laughs> that's actually funny. I like that. <laughs> Did I say, in other words, you tell you things you didn't know you needed to know? Such as, whoever gave us whatever rating, because we must have got another bad rating, because we were back up to five, we're now at 4.8. Whoever <laughs> brought us down can eat a bunch of butts. I don't mean sexually. I mean you could get a bunch of severed butts and eat them. Unless you're oh, into that. Human. You sicko. Yeah, exactly. Pete, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, before the show started, Marissa and I were talking about food a little bit, and uh, I want that's that's pretty much the most exciting thing that I have from this week. I wanted to share. <laughs> that uh i try to uh make lunches and make lunches for the whole week before the week starts and then like portion them out and then each day i just reach into the fridge put it in the lunch ba- box and then um you know go mm-hmm. so this week i was like well i don't know my mom got in my head that i eat too much chicken and that i should eat other meats and i'm like i thought red meat was bad for you I guess everything in moderation, but I never hear someone going, too much chicken. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Uh, I had turkey hot dogs in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I do with turkey turkey hot dogs? Because I don't have bread or buns. Put them in baked beans. So, hot dog fried rice is what I stumbled upon Ooh. on the internet. <laughs> I mean, in- I had... had- like a, a, a kind of authentic, uh, kind of like, God, I don't want, some sort of Chinese, right? I don't know if it was Szechuan or, or Cantonese or something, but it was like a, from an authentic place and it had like tiny sausage in it. So I feel like that's, it's not like you're not, you know, it's a variation, an Americanized variation. Yeah. And it's, it's not too bad. So that was the thing there. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. But it doesn't really matter, because I got to eat something for lunch this week. <laughs> yeah. So that worked out pretty well. But other than that, everything's going fine. It's just not drawn dramatic, and so that means that I think it's boring. But just remember, could be could be a lot worse. <laughs> All I strive for is contentment. Yes. Mild. Contentment. Um. Two things. One, I had a fantastic weekend. My family and me had so much fun. We went to the pumpkin patch, but my brother was sleepy, and my mom and dad just like taking pictures. So I was like, let's get pumpkins, but then no one was following me, and they were just telling me two different poses, and then I realized amongst the children, I was just doing 
a basic girl out of the photo shoot. Yeah. 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 I think. I think you should be basic for Halloween. <laughs> no, because then, then I'm sorry. The Goth Squad that uh, polices my Instagram will then message me and go, "Oh, did somebody become basic?" And I'll be like, "No, it's no, a costume, that's bitch." Not what I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I have been called out for not being goth enough on my Instagram. That wasn't a joke. That's a, a lot of people like to judge what I wear from day to day on my Instagram. Not a lot. Well, a lot of people don't um, don't have depth, I Bye. guess. Oh, lies in depth. So they can only be one thing, maybe? <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm multifaceted. Also, the other thing Remember, are, aren't you also Lady Gaga at a flower <laughs> yeah, show? <laughs> I was Lady Gaga at a truck stop lunch. <laughs> I was dressed as Morrigan from, Nar- from Darkstalkers. Um, also, I had a nightmare. So, okay. So when I go to Boston... I always go to Kung Fu Tea. And the people there, I think English is not their first language, which is fine. But it, it, they have only ever gotten the correct order if my boyfriend orders it in Cantonese. But I've ordered it myself, and I thought they understood me, and then I get a wildly incorrect order. And I have, like, really strong rage with food. I don't yell at them, but I leave, and I'm like, fuck this! Like, when I get a sip and it's full sugar, because I have a sugar thing. Yeah. So, I had a nightmare that I was interacting with someone at a bubblesy place. They gave me the wrong order. I told them it was wrong. They're like, oh, let me make it again. It was wrong again. I told them it was really wrong. Then they gave it to me again. Then they brought someone else who did understand me better. But then gave me a slightly wrong order and then charged me for every other order that was incorrect. And they wouldn't, like, budge. So I just, like, I paid, got my change back, and then threw it at all of them. Which I feel like would have been real bad. But anyway, it was a nightmare. And I woke up so unhappy, so I told my boyfriend. And he's like, LOL, next time you're going to have a nightmare that your Grubhub order doesn't come. Like happened once, and I went fucking ape shit and screamed at people. Uh, and he willed it into existence. Next day, I had a dream. I ordered from Grubhub. It was on its way to be delivered for me. And when it was a minute away, it just got canceled, and no food came to me. And I was like... And you died. Then I died. <laughs> That's all. My point is, my greatest nightmares are food orders going wrong. And my boyfriend spoke a dream into existence. It was creepy. I hope I don't dream about food delivery anymore. I get it. It can be very frustrating. I have a pretty. <laughs> I have what I feel like is a simple order. I don't go anymore. But when I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, they'd be like, "Can I get the sausage?" Here's the thing. I had to say it this way because otherwise they wouldn't understand what I wanted. I said, can I have a sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel? No cheese. Now, you, well, I, I tried, can I have a sausage and egg on a bagel? And that I, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not on the menu. <laughs> can I have a sausage, egg on a bagel, no cheese? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get it. I get it. And it was always a crapshoot that I would have a slice of cheese on there. And, you know, it's melted by that point, so I can't scrape it off. 
Well, guys, I just want to let you know, like, you know, I know, you know, customer service is hard. I've worked customer service. I, I, I'm not proud of it, but I have so many food limitations, and sugar is one of them, and I will get sick very quickly uh, if I have too much sugar. And once I ordered gluten-free pizza and it never came, but my boyfriend's non-gluten-free pizza came, and I couldn't share that with him, and then the restaurant wouldn't pick up its phone, so I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> uh, why do you not want cheese? Um, well, I figured because I had an egg and a sausage on there, do I really need more fat? Okay. Yeah, Plus, it was that. just like fake American cheese, so. Yeah, okay. Icebreaker. Hey, speaking of food, Marissa. Yep. Are you ready for an icebreaker? Yeah. Marissa, what's the worst thing that Reese's did to their own product? <laughs> you Ooh, can pick I a best two if you want. I feel like I just saw something the other day. I'm like... going to go ahead. Okay. Just so I can claim it so you don't take it. <laughs> okay. Even though I feel like there are many options. Okay. I'm gonna go with the white chocolate peanut, the white chocolate peanut butter cup. Oh, I never tried those. Okay. I never tried them either. I don't like white chocolate. Stop it. <laughs> However, I feel the best thing that they did was the big cup. Mm, okay. Well, there I mean, is still parts of my body that came from <laughs> eating big cups when I was in college. I don't think I've had a big cup either. I think I wouldn't allow myself because it was too... I would never be able to go back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I've never had the cereal. Oh, yeah, the cereal's good. Did you ever have the, the jumbo cereal where the puffs are bigger? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that oh, I think I, know what you, I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Oh, do you remember how I talked about, I think, on the podcast, or at least to you personally, how because... It sounded so much like breakfast. I thought a Reese's Fast Break was like a meal bar. Yeah, like a protein bar. <laughs> and I would eat that instead of meals in college because I'm a moron. <laughs> um, I think, okay, this is going to be controversial. I love Reese's, and I love Reese's Pieces. I didn't even try this. But if someone's like, hey, do you want this Reese's with Reese's Pieces inside of it? I wouldn't because I feel like it's just trying to jam too many things at once and you can't enjoy one of them on its own. It's like telling me like, oh, do you want like this creme brulee inside of your ice cream sundae? No, I don't because those are both, you need to appreciate them all on their own. It's like too much sweetness, too many textures, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I don't think I'd ever want to eat that. Recently, they put pretzels in peanut butter cups. I thought about that, but I do like a salty. I don't think that I'd love that either, but it, but I like a salty and sweet. Um, I had one. Heather had one. Mm-hmm. We both decided that whatever's going on in there, it's just undetectable. I think they cut the pretzel pieces too small. Then what the fuck is the point? Yeah, but you're right. With the Reese's Pieces... You end up, um, it's the texture. The texture is what, what leads you astray. 
Yeah, because I want to eat them. Pete, I'm going to jump off this. How do you eat a Reese's? Similarly, Marissa, I like dark chocolate, and I like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but I, I don't like, like I don't like a dark chocolate peanut butter no. cup. Never tried it, wouldn't even. Pete, how do you eat a Reese's? There's no wrong way. <laughs> I, uh, I, I peel off the paper. Mm-hmm. Step one. Mm-hmm. I take a bite. Step two. Yeah. And then eh, maybe I'll maybe I'll have it go into three bites. Really? Huh. You're so normal. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I eat the crust around. Not the crust. I eat like the part without peanut butter inside. Like I try to take all the crust. So then it oh. just. Oh. Like, You're such a child. Like, You're a child. <laughs> So I like to just stay with peanut butter with a thin layer of chocolate on the top and bottom, but with no crust because I just want the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't fucking lick the cream out of an Oreo. Remember when I was like, can you send me uh, a Pokemon Oreo? And you were like, can I lick the cream out? <laughs> I was like, you psychopath. <laughs> Man, psychopaths are scary, aren't they? <laughs> Is that what you're going to talk about? Speaking of <laughs> scary. <laughs> you cut down. Um, it's around this time of year that I like to look for some local spooky thing uh, to talk about here on the podcast. I live in an area where there's a lot of old stuff. Uh-huh. So it's usually not hard to find something to talk about. But this year, I made the mistake of putting too many eggs in the basket of Shup's Cemetery in Larksville, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. Too many eggs in the basket of Shucks Cemetery? Shups. S-H-U-P-P apostrophe S. Oh. It sounded like gibberish for a bit. Shups Cemetery. Um, basically, in the middle of the the great in the middle of the graveyard, there is a um, fenced-in grave, and it is allegedly the grave of a witch. Wait, is this real? Yeah. But, Ooh, why have we not been there? Uh, this is why I didn't get to cover it. Because it's off the beaten path. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like even if he did come up, we're still going to run into trouble, into trouble trying to get to it because you have to park behind a business oh. in order to get there. And the business <laughs> is closed on Sundays, but they're open every other day of the week. Okay. But basically, um, Shup Cemetery, just a quick run-through, It is a cemetery that's really, um, I'm going to say, unfortunately close to the Susquehanna River. <laughs> okay. So that when floodwaters would rise, so would the dead. <laughs> oh, please. Um, but the problem wasn't only that it was near the river. It was that... Uh, in order to save space and probably like not have to pay, maybe I don't I don't really know the old practices of funerals and, and burials, but basically they were stacking bodies up on That's top of one another. That's disgusting. <laughs> and because uh, there was a lot of people dying back then, but um, yeah. So I didn't get to get there. Um, so I was like, okay, what else can I work off of? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back home. I'm going to talk about New Jersey. I'm sorry. You could probably hear me pouring wine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wouldn't be Halloween without it. <laughs> <laughs> so some people think New Jersey is scary enough. 
<laughs> but the area that I'm from is, if you're looking at a map, just to the right and in the middle of the Pine Barrens. So the Gospel of Wikipedia what says... That? What are the Pine Barrens? I don't know what that means. That's why I'm here. Oh. <laughs> the Gospel of Wikipedia says the New Jersey Pine Barrens, also known as the Pinelands, or simply the Pines is the largest remaining example of Atlantic Coastal Pine Barrens ecosystem. House beyond the pines, Eva Mendez, am I right? You are. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray and I never watched it. I only yeah. saw it in the theaters. Uh, stretching across more than seven counties of New Jersey. Um, that was a whole sentence and I just... <laughs> Cut it in half for some reason. In 1978, Congress passed legislation to designate 1.1 million acres of the Pine Barrens as the Pinelands National Reserve, the nation's first national reserve, to preserve its ecology. A decade later, it was designated by the United Nations as an international biosphere reserve. Interesting. Okay, I don't think anyone knows that about Jersey. The Pinelands Reserve contains the Wharton, Brendan T. Byrne, Penn and Bass River State Forests. The reserve also includes two national wild and scenic rivers, the Maurice. What? Weird <laughs> name for a river, by the way. And the Great Egg Harbor. Ooh. I am from Egg Harbor City, uh, and I don't mind saying that on the podcast because I'm not actually from Egg Harbor City. That's just our mailing address. So Why if you try to find me, exactly? you're not going to. <laughs> Why is that like, oh, oh, I thought you meant like, oh, I would never admit it. Oh, okay. No, no. So there's a lot of things. There's an Egg Harbor Township, Egg Harbor City, Little Egg Harbor. Uh, there's a bunch of places. And, and a lot of times people go, well, where did the name Egg Harbor come from? And uh, <laughs> the story is that a sailor, a settler, whatever, an explorer, came upon the shore. <laughs> and there was a bunch of bird eggs. <laughs> so... He called it Egg Harbor. This, I don't like that story. Okay. Now, if we're talking about the Pine Barrens, there's one very ob obvious subject to pull into the show, Marissa. What is it? Yeah, I know, right? What is it? You know, the, the Pine Barren monster. A.K.A. the Jersey the Devil. Oh! <laughs> I was going to make something up. <laughs> The, the bad driver. So <laughs> the word rutabaga was so close to coming out of my mouth, but I know that's not a monster, so I was it was going to be some derivative of rutabaga. So I personally grew up uh, about 15 minutes from Leeds Point, New Jersey, and that I is where... Did it do an episode on the devil already? I feel like we've done an episode on everything. <laughs> I hope we haven't. Okay. But we're not just focusing on the Jersey Devil. Okay. But we are going to tell you a little bit about him to start. Uh, the, oh, it, huh? uh, see, the whole entire thing here, I worked really hard to not gender it. I'm just kidding. And then I did. <laughs> I don't care. So I grew up 15 minutes from Leeds Point. That is where the Jersey Devil was allegedly born. But that is not the only thing creeping uh, around in the pines. Do it they is... mean like the legend was born or they have a story where his mother gave birth to him there? Yeah, his mother gave birth to him there. Mother okay. leads. Okay. So the most common description of the Jersey Devil, hold on because there's a lot of parts for you to visualize here, okay? 
um, a bipedal kangaroo-like or wyvern-like creature. Mm. With a Am horse... Do you know what wyvern means? You don't have to. <laughs> Just I go with kangaroo it. for now. Okay. Go with kangaroo for now. With a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, this is cute, small arms with, clawing, oh. with clawed hands, and legs with cloven hooves, as well as a forked tail. Uh, when I think of the Jersey Devil, I think of something comparable, yet I can't help but imagine a little tornado always around him. <laughs> like the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. From Looney Tunes. So this is Marissa, the um, classic oh, depiction. Oh, I did not see it like that. That head is disgusting. <laughs> the classic oh. depiction of the Jersey Devil. Um, I, there are many other depictions. It's that, just it's too top heavy. I never yeah. see its head is that big. Its head has to be proportional. You definitely need a stronger keep leg base. Over like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is the read, everybody, on what the Jersey Devil looks like by Marissa. <laughs> it is said to um, have a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream as well. So, according to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident known as Mother Leeds. She was called Mother Leeds because she had 12 children, and after finding out that she was pregnant for the 13th time, she cursed the child that she was bearing in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. That's mean. In 1735, Mother Leeds was uh, in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Okay. Look, I want to pretend I'm mature, but that sounds gross. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now, initially, when the baby comes out, looks like a normal baby, but immediately starts to change into a creature with hooves, a goat's head. We talked about that. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with its tail before flying up a chimney and heading into the pines. Like to death? No. In oh, some right. versions of the tale, yeah. Mother Leeds was uh, supposedly a witch who had sex with the devil. But, um, you know, sometimes we she just does it herself. Like, she just curses her child as a devil, and that's where uh, it comes from. When you said she does it herself. Yeah, sometimes she just does it herself. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Continue. So, interestingly I enough... I thought you meant she masturbated. Yeah, I know. That's disgusting. what I imply the second time around. Okay. Interestingly... Just the listener didn't get it. <laughs> Historians found that Mother Leeds must be Deborah Leeds on grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet Leeds, named 12 children in the will that he wrote during 1736 which is compatible with the legend. Deborah and Jaffet Leeds also lived in Leeds Point, of the, a section of uh, Atlantic County, New Jersey, what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University, contends this... Contends that colonial era political intrigue involving early New Jersey politicians Benjamin Franklin and Franklin's rival almanac publisher Daniel Leeds resulted okay. in the Leeds family being described as quote unquote monsters, <laughs> and it was Daniel Leeds' negative description as the Leeds devil 
rather than any actual creature that created the legend of the Jersey Devil. More sense to me, but I like to believe the other one is true. Yeah, so let me um, talk about how petty Ben Franklin was. (laughs) Oh, I believe it already. Daniel Leeds was a Quaker and a prominent person of the pre-revolutionary pre-revolution colonial southern New Jersey. He became ostracized by his Quaker congregation after his 1687 publication of almanacs contained astrological symbols and writings. Mm-hmm. Leeds's fellow Quakers deemed the astrology and the almanacs as too pagan or blasphemous, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed by a local Quaker community. Fun and- fact! He was then kicked out of the Quaker community... And the movie The Witch, spelled with two V's. The Vivitch. Yeah, The Vivitch is a story of his family and their lives. (laughs) In response to... I uh, made that up. I know. (laughs) I know I'm you. I'm talking to the listener. In response to and in spite of, which is basically describing how Marissa and I would handle this... (laughs) (laughs) In response to and in spite of his censorship, Leeds continued to publish even more esoteric astrological Christian writings and became increasingly fascinated with Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, which I did not know was a thing, and natural magic. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is any of this? (laughs) You don't need that's rhetorical. What the hell is Christian occultism? I, I know I say that with intrigue as if I'm like, ooh, sign me up. That's not how I meant to say No, that. yes, yes. It's a genuine question. Yeah. During 1716, Daniel leads his son. Are you ready for this, Marissa? Oh, so ready. Guy's got 12 kids, and he names one of them Titan. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, is it like the first or the last? Because that's setting up that kid for something. It just says his son. It doesn't say whether it's the oldest or youngest. But Titan Leeds inherited his father's almanac business, which eventually competed with Benjamin Franklin's popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition between the two men intensified during 1733. Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds's death on October of the same year. That's fucking tacky. Yeah. Though Franklin's prediction was intended as a joke... At his competitor's expense and a means to boost almanac sales, Titan Leeds was apparently offended. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought he actually died. At the prediction of death, publishing a public admonition of Franklin as a, quote, fool and a, quote, liar. Okay. Franklin mocked Titan Leeds' outrage and humorously suggested that, in fact, Titan Leeds had died in accordance with the earlier prediction, and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation uh, and his pro-monarchy stance in the largely anti-monarchist colonial south of New Jersey, combined with Ben Franklin's later continuous depiction of Leeds as a ghost... (laughs) may have originated or contributed to the local fed folk legend of a so-called Leeds devil lurking in the Pine, Pine Barrens. I'm sorry, why are you even in the U.S. if you're pro-monarchy, first of all? Second oh, of all, because they're British bad. colonies. What? They're British colonies. No, what I mean, like, what do you go back to the U.K.? That's what I mean. Are you, are you... Queens. Are you telling Ben Franklin to go back to where he came from? 
Did you say Ben Franklin was was pro monarchy? Oh no, he's anti monarchy. <laughs> yeah, who wasn't someone pro monarchy in this conversation? It, Daniel Leeds, yes. Yeah. Like, so monarchy. you're telling he's Daniel telling... Leeds to go back to where he came from? Yes. I... During 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs. The Leeds family crest depicted a wyvern, a bat-winged dragon-like legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet. Regal, the guy who I was talking about, the historian, notes that the wyvern on the Leeds family crest is reminiscent of the popular descriptions of the Jersey Devil. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. You definitely didn't talk about this before. I think I confused us in last podcast on the left, which that's flattering myself, but anyway. Oh, I thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, during the 1700s and 1800s, residents of the isolated Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society. Oh, you bitches. They were poor farmers, fugitives, brigands, who are apparently, if I remember right, they're like, I think they're like land pirates. (laughs) What? What? Anyway, (laughs) Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. I belong there. The so-called pineys, now you quit, right? You just moved back home (laughs) when somebody called you a piney. (laughs) So-called pineys have sometimes fostered certain frightening stories about themselves and the Pine Barrens to discourage outsiders or intruders from entering the Pine Barrens. I like that. Cool. And despite being seen by Napoleon's older brother in 1820, causing a panic that closed schools in 1909, getting shot in 1925, people offering $10,060, which is a million dollars today, being the namesake of a hockey team and many area businesses, and being the subject of a few hoaxes, including the desecration of a kangaroo corpse, the Jersey Devil still hasn't been caught. <laughs> oh, well, wow. But he has made friends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he is seen with Captain Kidd. Pete. A dead pirate. The what pirate? A dead pirate. <laughs> okay, this just got dumb. <laughs> this just got mega dumb. <laughs> Captain Kidd. With two Ds, Marissa. Does that make it more legitimate? Uh, no. I'm going to read the sentence as I wrote it. <clears throat> Captain Kidd was a legit seaman around 1700. Was he? But he was a privateer, meaning a ship for hire. So, with the backing of many of the leading men in the time of, you know, during this time in England, Kidd was granted a license by the king to seize and capture French and pirate ships and split the booty with the crown and his backers. Booty. Split the booty, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, England goes, go around, attack French ships, take all their money, and if you see any pirates, too, attack them, take their money as well. Bring it home, we'll split it with you, everybody's happy. Okay. So, he does a lot of sailing around, but he does it alongside pirates and he doesn't capture them or take their ships or take their money or anything like that. It's almost like he's kind of just chilling with them. Mm-hmm. So his crew gets pissed because it's like, you know, this is what we're here to do and you're not doing it. Yeah. So they mutiny and during the mutiny, uh, Captain Kidd killed one of his crew members. <gasps> Everybody was like, uh-oh. 
they were on the water, so they couldn't do like, <laughs> and a boat stopping is just not nearly as yeah, <laughs> exciting. It's like, it's like, no, I've been trying to make the sound of a slosh, of slosh, a, a <laughs> thrown in. Wait, I'm sorry. A mutiny is both a verb and a noun. Is what? They mutinated. They mutinied. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes more sense than mutinated. Continue, <laughs> sorry. So, after that, they all backed down, but Kid kind of, like, went over the edge. And then he was like, you know what? You want to do some looting? Let's do some looting. They started looting every ship they came across. Oh, okay. (laughs) Whether it was a British ship, a French ship, a pirate ship, a Spanish ship, they didn't care. They were just taking money from everybody. So, on his way home, home being actually New York City... On his way home, he stopped off in New Jersey for a bit, and this is where he allegedly buried his treasure. Okay. In the Pine Barrens. Then he moved up New Jersey a little bit more and buried some more treasure. And then when he was eventually captured, he told um, the people, you know, who captured him, that his treasure was at this one location. They went out there, they dug it up, they found it. This was about a million dollars worth of booty. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, the treasure's in my pants, and I was like, that's a dumb. You're getting drunk, Marissa. But that felt like that would have worked perfectly with what you just said. But, um, Kid actually claimed that there was even more. As a side note, some people say it's a headless ghost, but I haven't found anything conclusive that he's actually headless. And mm. he didn't lose his head when he died, so he wasn't killed in a way that would make him lose his head, so I don't really know why. But, when he was hanged, the rope broke. So uh, then they had to do it again. <laughs> ugh, that's so gross. So perhaps that terrible death mixed with his questionable past kept him in this realm. People say that he walks the shores protecting his hidden treasure from being found. And some say he simply roams looking for a resting place. Mm, okay. You also have some traditional haunts uh, in the um, Pine Barrens. You got a black dog... They're pretty popular. You got a golden-haired girl, a ghost who is said to just stare out at the sea, dressed in white. A lot of innocuous ghosts. Well, I just think Angelina Jolie in that one movie. But the thing is, and this is the part that does make it difficult and does ruin your, um, um, your vision of all this, Marissa. The Jersey Devil is sometimes said to sit alongside her. The lady looking at the sea? Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know. So there's two emos? Yeah. Except if you're going to try to connect it, another legend says that the Jersey Devil, don't ask me how this happened, had a son. (laughs) (laughs) Who, you know, like the Jersey Devil stuff was, I guess, a recessive gene because he came out completely human. He fell in love with a rich girl. But her family didn't like this, and so they took her away, and she killed herself upon reaching wherever they took her, uh, because she couldn't be with her love, and she is the lady with the golden hair uh, that looks out at the sea. Okay, that tracks. You also got a white stag? You okay? That's a horse, right? That's a deer. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. Take back my... (laughs) Um... And if you look up stag, I'm just making sure. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a male yeah. male deer. Yeah. 
I I misjudged the wine I poured back in my glass when I poured <laughs> them out, so I do apologize. It's okay, Marissa. It makes it more fun. Okay. But here's the thing. The white stag um, is said to prevent impending disasters and is said to have stopped a stagecoach from crashing into the Batstow River. The near disaster in question occurred uh, at Quaker Bridge when one of the horses of a stage coach refused to go any further when the driver climbed off of the stage he noticed a white stag in the road uh which then disappeared when he walked up the road to see why the you know horses wouldn't keep going he saw that the bridge was out and according to legend if you see a white stag while you are going around the uh pine barrens it's actually a sign of good luck oh that's cool uh so that's kind of a helpful one right it's gonna be like don't go down this road yeah. We also have another guy who uh, is helpful, despite his unfortunate name, um, the Black Doctor. Yeah, that is. Please, is he a black man? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is, uh, was known as James Still. According to the legend, uh, in the 19th century, James was not permitted to practice medicine because of his race. Undiscouraged, (laughs) Undiscouraged, however, James went into seclusion in the Pine Barrens to study medicine from his textbooks. In some variations, he also learns herbal remedies from the local Native Americans. Uh, There are different versions of his death. Some say that he was unjustly lynched when local Pineys found out that he was uh, studying medicine. Other stories state that he was a hero in the Piney community and just died of a heart attack. I'm sorry, that's stupid. You're going to stop yourself from having more doctors in your area? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the ghost is said to come to the aid of injured or stranded travelers in the Pine Barrens. So you've got to understand, we got yeah. a scary Jersey Devil, but we have all these other helpful ghosts as well. Yeah. Helpful slash harmless. Yeah. In fact... Dr. James Still was the brother of William Still, a noted abolitionist who wrote the book The Underground Railroad. Dr. Still wrote a book entitled Early Recollections, The Life of Dr. James Still. He had an office in Medford, New Jersey, and was the third largest landowner in town. He was self-taught in matters of medical botany and used many herbal remedies for cures. And I like to also think in matters of the heart, am I right? Of course, yes. (laughs) (laughs) but what really spoke to me marissa was something i had never heard of now granted i'd never heard of the other um i hadn't heard of the dog and the uh, most of this stuff but i also didn't hear of this which is not paranormal by any means but i thought was very interesting depending on how it's phrased sometimes it's called (laughs) New Jersey's Blue Hole. (laughs) That's unfortunate. But in fact, it's a collection of blue holes. (laughs) That's equally unfortunate. It is a clear blue body of water situated in the middle of a dense forest. There is allegedly not just one. The water has warm and cold spots, but it averages 58 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. That's kind of cold. Um... The lake's color is unusual as most lakes and ponds in the area are brownish or greenish due to large deposits of Bach iron and the presence of tannic acid. Meaning, you are walking through the woods and you come across a 
body of water that is like Caribbean blue. Oh, that's kind of cool. And so there are some beautiful photos of blue holes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, according to landofthedevil.com, there are several theories <laughs> of... <laughs> and when it's land of the devil, it means the Jersey Devil. There oh, are several theories... <laughs> on how this lake was formed. One is by an underground waterway shifting through time, which formed an empty chasm, including a hot or cold spring, depending on who you ask, in the center. Mm -hmm. But the most popular account for the lake's formation is by a meteorite, as the edges slope upward to support this claim. You know how, like, when you see, like, a... Like, if you're looking at a thing and it's on the moon, and, like, they slope up, and then there's, like, a dip? That's kind of, um how this is going to look. Decades past, it was said to be bottomless as several scientists had supposedly dropped weights in the water and were never able to judge the full length. Uh, More recently, there was a claim that the sandy bottom only lies seven feet from under the surface, uh, directly in the middle of the lake. Mm. This isn't true. Wikipedia also describes a 70-foot wide hole that is 100 feet deep. Oh, wow, okay. Either way, uh, this place has been of... What? Okay, sorry. Either way, this has been a place of legend for some time due to various reasons, and not only its depth. Despite the chilling temperature, the clear blue water seems to invite people for a swim. It is said that parents of decades past constantly warn their children not to swim there, claiming that the devil would drag them down into oblivion. (laughs) There have been incidents of people feeling something grab them at their ankles while swimming, giving this lake its alternative name mentioned above, which I I didn't copy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, According to unconfirmed reports, several people have drowned in the otherwise or or otherwise died in this lake for unknown reasons. The Jersey Devil is blamed. Not true. (laughs) Okay. Um. Suspecting this lake to be a favorite lurking place for the creature, locals used to set traps for it, and there are photographs of these in existence. You may soon find these on the site that I copied this I copied <laughs> that from the website. But the thing is the website is dead, so don't go looking for it. <laughs> what kind of traps are made for the Jersey Devil? You put like a hot dog? Are you lying? And then you put, like, a box over it. You're lying. And then when he gets the hot dog, you pull the string. You're lying. <laughs> um, l- less reputable sources say that the bottom of the blue hole is a portal to another realm that the Jersey Devil uses constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Constantly to do what? To travel back and forth. But, like... Okay. I now yeah. I just see the no, you're right. was looking like Nightcrawler. And so, um, just as a heads up, in case you are like the millions of people on social media who have flocked to the blue holes, um, I do want to <laughs> share something with you, just as a warning. Okay. It's definitely 
a death trap for our children, for sure. She says with her vivid turquoise water, white sand reflecting blue sky, blue holes mimic Caribbean travel brochures, beckoning swimmers and sunbathers. It was a fatal attraction for 17-year-old Danasia Davis, who drowned in the Manchester blue hole locals named Crystal or Sarko Lake, the fourth drowning victim here since 1984. And the kids don't understand what's going on in that lake because as soon as you leave that sand it's not like the ocean where these kids swim all the time it's a straight drop into nothing it can get anywhere from 60 to 100 feet it's made from um, unpacked sand and it you have um, collapses on um, different occasions you is that what they think happened with this little girl yes Manchester Mayor Ken Palmer says blue holes are not natural lakes. They're old quarries, the scars of pit mines where dredges oh. dug out the famous White Jersey sand deposited by a prehistoric ocean. People here drag in beer pong tables and Adirondack chairs to spot multiple no trespassing signs posted by the owner, a private developer. I don't believe this woman's from New Jersey because she says trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be... Um... Do you have any thoughts? Uh, one, those do look really cool. I can't even swim, and I would want to kind of be like, ooh. Uh, the beer pong table made me laugh. <laughs> That's dumb. But also, I don't even see beer pong tables on regular beaches. But two, no, three, I thought it was very unfortunate how the lady called that girl going in and dying a fatal attraction. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> At the Jackson Road Blue Hole in Monroe last week, another drowning 17-year-old Darius Boyer pulled by recovery teams from deep water. High school friends grieved, but officers can't keep kids away from the state-owned Blue Hole. Most Blue Holes don't even show up on maps, but on satellite images like Google Earth, you can see them in aqua-colored clusters across the Pine Barrens, particularly in Cumberland County's downtownship region. Rescue Dive Team Chief Cliff Higby's responded to about 15 Blue Hole drownings in the past 20 years. He says deep water gets very cold. Going from, say, 80 degrees to 50 or below. And what happens to a lot of people, uh, they cramp up and, and they have a problem. And by the time somebody notices it, they're already going to the bottom. The mayor's planning to boost trespassing fines to a thousand bucks a pop. My message is to stay out of that area. Nothing good is going to come out of there. Um, now, nothing good plus a thousand dollar fine when we catch you. That someone recently drowned here still doesn't seem to dissuade fun seekers. Look at this. Fresh footprints crisscrossed the sandy shore. <laughs> Proof that the message still hasn't sunk in. At Crystal Lake in Manchester Township, I'm Brenda Flanagan, NJTV News. There are a lot of things I want to say. First of all, if you're just listening and you're not seeing this, these blue holes are gigantic. When Pete was just talking about it, I just thought it was like something really tiny. But these look at beaches. Uh, and I'm glad they explained how this likely happened because I was like, even if it is deep, people can swim. But the cold water makes sense. I will say... I feel like they could try harder to have people not go in. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Like so in terms of like, <laughs> that's what I was saying, thinking too, yeah, but I guess it's a lot of them to kind of fence around, you know? Also, this is not a complaint. This is a real question that you cannot answer. Did no white people drown in there ever? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not saying I wanted to. I just, they only <laughs> showed minorities. So I was just like, huh. I'm not saying I want them to. <laughs> I'm just saying I noted that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
very interesting, um, I guess, geological occurrence. Uh, but did you happen to hear where she is broadcasting from? No. Crystal Lake? Oh, isn't that where... where um, wait, don't say anything. Isn't that where Jason killed people? Yes. I said kill people. I meant kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm really sorry. I try to never drink too much to be, like, dumb, but I just misjudged something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pete. I hope you think me disrespectful. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Sometimes I'm just blatantly disrespectful while you're talking. <laughs> okay. So the last thing I'll leave you with is uh, spooky but not supernatural. Um, the iron industry brought a lot of jobs and wealth to the Pine Barrens. New Jersey actually produced most of the iron used in the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. Other industries thrived in the Pine Barrens, including glassmaking, paper, cotton, and clay production. However, when coal was discovered in Pennsylvania, many area residents headed west. Communities were abandoned overnight, leaving behind more ghost towns than any other state in the U.S. Ooh, creepy. And most of those are also, yeah, in, in the Pine Barrens. Um, just, you know, abandoned structures. And some of them look like just slabs of cement, uh, but a lot of them actually have, like, still... Like are still standing pretty well, so. I, I will just just talking about abandoned and ghost towns. Um, when I lived in Wilkesbury, uh, me and my friends, you know, trespassed. What did she say? Yep. <laughs> trespassed. You were trespassers. <laughs> thing in the Sterling Hotel, and I remember it was so crazy because that that's an abandoned hotel, and I, I think it must have gotten flooded or something. But um, like. We went in hotel rooms, and I saw, like, briefcases full of documents, like, a bunch of plates on a table. Like, it almost looked like, like what I would imagine Vesuvius was like. Like, it didn't look like, oh, this is a hotel that, like, closed down. It looked like, oh, this is a hotel that, like, everyone had to run out in the middle of what they were doing, which is so bizarre, because I don't think that was the case. Yeah. So, I mean, have you, this is to lead into the question, have you ever, when you were a youth... Like, looked into any of these things? Or were you a good boy that didn't trespass? No, all of our property is surrounded by the woods. And, yeah. um, okay. so sorry if this comes across as sad, but guys, I'm 38. Um, I have definitely gotten past this. <laughs> when my dad would come to visit, because they were divorced, my parents were divorced, he would take me on walks in the woods. And,. But in taking me on walks in the woods, he would travel farther ahead oh. to a place that I couldn't see, oh. and he would drink. And then when I caught up, we would proceed forward. So, needless oh. to say, um, did a lot of like exploring and stuff like that, because the benefit is that even though our house is surrounded by woods, all the woods eventually are surrounded by roads so no matter where you land you're going to be on a road and as long as you rectangularly find that you know follow that path back home then you're you're going to be fine but i yeah. do have some just like weird dreams from back then of like what was in the woods Ooh. and i swear i have like a distinct recollection of a structure that was in the woods but oh. it's not there now um but yeah i have i have all sorts of uh 
weird dreams about like now walking into the woods and sometimes it's like a wide open field recently there was like some chemical plant i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but Um, always weird and my life (laughs) and i would go back like recently within the past like few years i would walk back to the back corner of the woods and i would be like it's like 25 feet in i would go over a hill and there would be this wide open field Ooh. And there would be like something like that felt weird. What? But I, I right now I I won't go in there. I don't think it's there. I don't see that it could be there. Oh my, I don't want to go to mom's house. We have to on, <laughs> on maps I can't see anything that's there. Um we and need so to technically go and do a live podcast. <laughs> technically some of these woods were owned by other people. But um, mostly I always suspected that the no trespassing signs were for um, hunters so that they didn't kill, you know, little critters. Um, I used to go in the woods all the time, too, when I was a youth. Now I won't even, I don't even want to go close enough to the woods that I can tell it's woods because I'm afraid I'm going to be killed by something. But that's neither here nor there. Have you ever seen a blue hole? No. I've seen a lot of green holes. And... Yes, I'll say it. I have seen some brown holes. <laughs> Ew. Do people ever... Did people ever, like, ice skate on these holes? No, no. Um, the ones that I'm thinking of are much smaller. They're not, They're not. Uh, like, oh. a lot of stream-type things, not really, like, holes. Um, although, apparently, there is some place up here... That used to freeze over, and people would skate on it uh, in the woods. It was like a body of water in the woods. Um, Never had the balls to do that. Yeah, my uncles had, or my uncles lived next to a lake, and mm-hmm. they had like paddle boats and stuff like that. And apparently, my sister would skate on the lake oh, wow. when it froze over. But I am a total wuss. <laughs> uh, going back and speaking of brown holes, I was decorating <laughs> my grandfather this weekend. And he drew... And he shit himself. (laughs) No! (laughs) He he drew on the pumpkin, and then he kind of, like, rolled it so you could see the bottom part. Like, with, you know, the little, like, thing in the middle. And he goes, this is your grandma's butt. (laughs) Small. (laughs) I was like... Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. That's part of why I had a fabulous weekend, everyone. Things like that happen. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Pete. That was pretty interesting. Jersey's more interesting than I give her credit for. Not that I thought it was totally uninteresting, but I just don't know anything about it. A lot of times when people talk about New Jersey um, and, like, traffic and all that kind of crap, it's it's North Jersey where stuff like that happens. Um, but, yeah, being from South Jersey, uh, you know, like, Another place is Cape May. Cape May seems to be riddled with ghosts and shit. So, um, yeah, it's a fun place to check out for some creepy times. But, uh, unfortunately, I am living up here. <laughs> I have a so I couldn't do anything on site. I have a quick question that if you can't answer it, maybe it's, you know, needs its own episode. But, it, I mean, if you can't answer it succinctly. But um, why does Jersey have such a bad rap, do you think? Just overall. Overall. I mean, maybe... I think because it's not New York. 
people like Pennsylvania, like Jersey is seen as, no offense to you, but like Jersey. Yeah, but it's yeah, but not New York City PA and is. it's not um, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Just like, it doesn't have... And what it does have, right, is Atlantic City, which is dirty. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and, like, you know, people would go there to gamble, that sort of stuff. But, like, people complain about New Jersey drivers. Um, but I think that, like, my theory on New Jersey driving is that people in New Jersey can drive with each other. It's just that when other states get involved, like, when they leave the state and go someplace else... Yeah. They're, they're, they don't adapt to where they are. They just keep driving like they're in New Jersey, which is sometimes a little abrasive and, and risky. Um, I think there were actually some sort of chemical being dumped, for, you know, for a time in New Jersey. So, you know, like a lot of times people talk about how it's like a place, yeah, where you just dump trash and shit. But, uh, yeah. I, I will agree that what Pete said is a thing, um, but I don't think it's a totally state-specific thing for me, but... In the country, in PA, you use a turn signal. In Philly, you don't. And I want to light every car on fire that doesn't. I'm going to get shot one day. I, I promise. Hope- I will absolutely uh, bail you out of jail and represent you on trial. Because I do. I just want to, like, attack a car that doesn't use a turn signal and almost hits me when I'm walking. Thank you, Pete. Something I do wonder. I remember in college, I used to dress a lot, and I would be like, who would bail me out? I don't do many things now that I think would need to be I'd need to be bailed out, but thank you. Um, my dream for you is that I print up a hundred. I don't use my turn signal stickers, and when <laughs> someone does that to you, you get close enough to their car that you can just slap one on. There. Oh, that's so good! You know that if you lived in the same town as me, that would be <laughs> and it would happen. But yeah. it's like me and Pete have our own like. I wouldn't want you to go out and do that alone. Just in case you, like, slapped one on, I don't know, some sports car and somebody stopped the car and beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we, by ourselves, you know, we have our own skills, but we can't really enact, like, major change. But with our powers combined, we can own the city. (laughs) I swear from firsthand. Some people give me uh, crap because I don't do as many sandwich portraits, but the truth is I don't have Marissa with me to embolden me to take sandwich portraits in a public setting. (laughs) Don't worry. Once once I don't fear COVID in Wilkes-Barre, I will come for a couple days and we can bang out like 10 at least. Yeah. Plugs. Speaking of banging, Marissa, you got anything to plug? (laughs) I do. Guys, I told Pete about this before we started the show. I am going to plug buying trick-or-treat bags of snacks for yourself. I'm not just saying get any trick-or-treat candy. I mean, I have a 10-pack of Utz uh, cheese puffs for myself because it's the perfect portion size. I have Monster Mash cereal trick-or-treat bags, perfect portion size. I even have yellow and... Nope, not yellow. Orange and white vanilla covered yogurt. No! <laughs> vanilla. Co- Orange and white vanilla yogurt covered raisin. Okay. packages. Because it just makes, if you lack portion control, like if you lack self control, this is the time to get trick or treat size things. And it's just the perfect portion for you to just snack on. So, so it's yeah. time to get out there and stock up, guys. Yeah, just buy it for yourself. It's not for the trick-or-treaters. I mean, give the trick-or-treaters something, but just buy trick-or-treat stuff for yourself. 
Yeah, get that shit at the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Guys, people do. Some people do like those candies that everyone hates. But me, those uh, black and orange wrappers, they're like peanut chews. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love those. I love those, and I love fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls. I love the candy that everyone hates. How about you, Pete? I wanted to plug um, Evil, the show. I oh, plugged it. it before. Oh, I wish! I wish, I wish, I'm a star, that you just plug the concept yeah, Evil. E- um, it's very tempting. It's very alluring. You should definitely... <laughs> Get a book out of your library that is about evil. <laughs> now, I wanted to plug the show Evil. Um, it keeps getting better. Um, and why, why I'm plugging it now is that the, I believe this coming weekend, the second season will end. So if you have wanted to watch it, uh, season one is on Netflix, but season two won't go on Netflix because it's on Paramount Plus. So this is what you can do. You can get your Paramount Plus trial right now and watch all of it. But uh, if you did that earlier, they were coming out one at a time. So you wouldn't have been able to do that. But now you can do that. So um, check it out. It's fun. It's goofy. And um, the people seem to compare it to the X-Files because it's a group of people who investigate things. But... Um, I think it's just fun. All the characters are really likable. Um, and then all the ones who aren't supposed to be likable, you're like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to plug is uh, our Patreon, which is coming to life, finally. <laughs> Marissa yeah. is doing um, periodic uh, first episodes of series reviews. Yeah. And I am doing trailer reviews. Or not reviews, I guess maybe commentary. There's nothing of any substance that I'm bringing to the table except making fun of things or asking questions. So, but yeah, it, you know, uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can get that. But you can also get Marissa's Halloween playlist, even if you're not a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash y'allheard, and you can get a link to her Halloween playlist, which I made public because it's good. Everyone and we love you guys, even if you're cheap. <laughs> yeah, me too. If you listen to our podcast, we do love you. And when I almost yelled out before, I was just going to say, unlike the show La Brea, where all characters are unlikable, which if you'd like to learn why, subscribe to our Patreon, and you can hear my review of the first episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, everyone, just for your continued support, whether you listen or give to the Patreon. Um, our 200th episode is very close. Please call us at 570-POD-WAD-1 or text us any messages that you'd like us to play on our 200th episode. Or you could email us at shout at yallheard.me. Uh, you can also slide into my DMs. I put this offer last time. If you slide into my DMs and specifically say that you heard, you know, this this offer on the podcast. Again, if you just slide in but don't mention this, I won't do anything. But if you slide into my DMs at Vandal on Instagram, I will send you a Halloween surprise. And if you're a patron, you can just send something through Patreon. Yeah. If you don't have, like, an Instagram account to talk yeah. to. But, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you learned a little bit something about New Jersey. And um, you can spook out everybody that you know in the tri-state area. Okay. Be safe and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.